Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, that we can learn your word. We believe, Father, that you will speak to us, and the word of God will become real to us, and we shall experience what you say. Lord, we promise you that we will be doers of the word. We will not be just hearers. We don't want to just look at the word and decorate our brain with the hate knowledge, but we want to walk out and do what you say, Lord. And we believe. As we obey you, we shall experience, Lord, your goodness, your miracles, your breakthroughs, and your grace, Lord. Because we receive your grace by faith, and true faith comes with action, come with obedience, Lord. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I would like to continue the sermon from last Sunday that we talk about joy. In fact. If you study the Bible carefully, you will find that joy is a big subject in the Bible. Big, big subject. The reason because joy is connected to faith, because faith is a big subject. Therefore, joy is a big subject as well. Last Sunday, we learned from the book of Proverbs, chapter 17, verse 22: "A cheerful heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit." Makes one sick. When you walk in joy, when you let the joy of the Lord fill your heart, you are strengthened and you are healed. You will live a healthy life because your immune system will be so strong, and you will look younger than age. You will not get old fast. You will be strong even at old age. So thank God for the joy of the Lord, and we should really seek to have more faith so that we can have more joy. The reason I produce so many teachings in the internet, and we have Bible study, we have Sunday school, and every Sunday I preach not hors d'oeuvre system, but very good steak to you, because I want you to have good food in this church, and so that you can have more faith and you can have victory in your life. Faith is so important. Today we're going to learn another thing. Second Corinthians chapter one verse twenty-four. Not that we have dominion over your faith, but our fellow workers for your joy. For by faith, you notice the word joy and faith. By faith, you stand. No matter what happens, the storm comes. What's going on in life? You can stand and you can have victory because you have faith, and faith and joy are connected. Second Corinthians chapter one verse twenty-four from King James version say, "Not for that we have dominion over your faith, but are helpers of your joy. For by faith ye stand." In Amplified Bible, I try to show you what the Bible tried to say here. Not that we have dominion over you, and lord it over your faith. You rather that we work with you as fellow laborers to promote. Your joy, for in your faith, in your strong and welcome conviction of better that Jesus is the Messiah, 
through whom we obtain eternal salvation in the kingdom of God. You stand firm. Paul wrote this letter to the Corinthians. He said that I am the joy helper. I am your co-laborer to promote joy and faith in your life. I'm not controlling over you, but I want to be your helper. I'm not your boss. I'm your helper. That's what Paul said. So you notice these three words are connected to each other. How many people want to be strong? Raise your hand up. I want to be strong. When I turn 99 years old, what is it? 20 years old, I can still drive to church. I'm still strong. But strength comes from joy. And joy is connected to faith. These three words are connected. When you are people of faith, strong faith, you also have a lot of joy. And you also have a lot of strength. You will be strong. That's why faith is a big subject in Christianity. The more faith you have, the more joy you have, and the more strength you have. I want to encourage you to be the people of faith. And in this scripture, Paul says, I am your joy helper. I am your faith promoter. But what happened to Job? Did you study the book of Job carefully? Job was attacked by the devil. He lost his property. He lost his belongings. All of his children were killed by the attack of the devil. And his wife did not support him. Job felt like he was completely abandoned by God, abandoned by his family and his friends. But three friends showed up. Three friends came to Job with the intention to encourage him and comfort him. But unfortunately, he stayed to torture him. Why he stayed to torture him? Because the whole time he talked, and they talked. And they talked some good things, but they talked some bad things. And the three friends, instead of helping him to have more faith and joy, they preached to him. They discouraged him. They corrected him. And they judged him. So Job was very sad after talking to these three friends for a while. Actually, in that generation, Job and the three friends did not know about Satan. They did not know that the devil existed. That's why Job said in 9, chapter 24, The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. He covers the faces of its judges. If it's not he, mean God, who else could it be? Job did not know that the devil is behind the scene of all the destruction. He did not know. So he tried to blame God now. In fact, the three friends should have sat down with him on the ground, cry with him, pray for him, comfort him, build his faith and joy back, comfort him. They should have said, Job, we're sorry. We loved you. Anything we can do for you. Are you thirsty? We get the water for you. Are you hungry? We cook for you. We're going to be with you for a few days just to let you know we care and we loved you. But they did not do that. His friends did not support Job. His friends 
really accused him and talked back and really put him down. We should not do that. We should be like the Apostle Paul. Sometimes people around us face hard situation. They were hurting. They were getting into trouble, and they got discouraged and disappointment. And in your mind, you may think, "Wow, this friend or this relative or my spouse or whoever around you who get into trouble might have done something wrong. They have done something wrong." And what happened? We start to criticize and judge. But let me ask you this question: Are you always right in everything you do? Have you ever make mistakes? Yes, we all make mistakes in different areas of life. I make mistake too. Therefore, instead of judging people that they get into trouble, what should we do? Instead of judging, instead of criticizing. And looking down, we should show love, kindness, and we should encourage them by giving them more faith, by promoting faith. You know why faith? Because the answer to their life is faith. If you want God to work for you, if you want God to get involved in your affair and business, if you want God to perform healings and miracles, what should you do? You reach out to God by faith, and God can perform miracle for you. That's why it's so important that when somebody is in trouble, instead of condemning, criticizing, and judging, we should help that person to have more faith and joy, so that God can do something for that person. We should ask our own heart, "What can I do to comfort you?" What should I say? We should be like that. We should show love and compassion to people. First Thessalonians chapter four, verses sixteen to eighteen say, "For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout, the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He will come back one day, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together." With them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. One day Jesus will come back and take us to be with Him for eternity in heaven. Verse 18. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. First Thessalonians 5:11. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. My brother and sister, we should encourage one another to look at the things above, at heaven. We should look at God and see what God can do for us. And eternal life that we have, we're gonna have wonderful life in heaven. Even though we may have to suffer now on earth with different problems, but look up above. We're gonna have eternal life, great life in heaven. When we die, we don't lose. We just relocate to another place. That place is heaven. Amen. We are not lose, but we are in the new place, which is the place that we can be in good health, in the glory of God all the time. So this Bible tries to show us that whatever we look at, 
whatever we think about, talk about, meditate on, will really dictate our heart. If we look at the problems, our heart is going to get darker and darker. But when we look at God, look at His promises, we're going to get life in us. That's why our conversation, our words are so important. If you say negative words, doubtful words all the time, condemning words all the time, you're going to pull life out of people. But if you say positive words, godly words, faith-filled words, you're going to bring life into that person. The faith will rise up and that person is going to have victory. This is why the Bible says, a good word makes the heart glad. Amen? At home, I always say to Pastor Dararat, you're so beautiful. I'm so blessed to marry you. Wow. No man is blessed like me like this. I'm so blessed to marry you. And sometimes I call her Vice Chairman Dararat. I am your secretary, Varun. So I speak word of encouragement to my wife. I want her heart to be glad that she have a husband who encourage her. I want her to have faith. You're going to be fine. You're going to live a long life. You're going to be the blessing to the nations. Amen? So we should speak positive to one another and build faith on each other. We should be a joy helper, a joy promoter, the encourager of the brethren. We should not put people down. We all face awful situations. We all sometimes face disappointments. And we have to be careful and search our heart what we say. Ask God, God, what I should do. What I should say in this situation to my brother and sister. Should I say some condemning word? Or should I say encouraging word? My brother and sister, we are not here to strengthen people out. But we are here to strengthen what is straight people out. Another one is strengthen. We are going to be here to strengthen one another. That's why we need the church community that we can build each other up in faith all the time. Some people around us are hurting and they need our words of encouragement. They experience so much pain that they cannot even look at our eyes and they cry and cry and cry. What should we do? We should show love to them. Show compassion to them and encourage them. The Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 15, Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. When our friend or relative or our church brothers and sisters get discouraged and they cry, they face some undesirable situation, we cry with them. We have sympathy. The hurting, the, the pain touch our heart and we cry. We love them. But the question is, how long should we cry? How long should they cry? Let's look at the Bible in Psalm chapter 30, verses 2 to 5. Oh Lord, my God, I cried out to you. You healed me. Oh Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive, and I should not go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of His, and give thanks to the remembrance of His holy name. 
For his anger is but for a moment, but his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, not for a year, not for two years, for a night. But joy comes in the morning. Psalm 30, 11 to 12. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness to the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. These two scriptures, two passages of scripture, remind me of the story of King David. King David lost his son. His son died because he made a big mistake. He committed adultery. And God spanked him. He cried the whole night. But the next morning, he took out the sackcloth and he put on his garment again and he stopped crying. When people got into trouble, we cry with them. We are very sad to see wrong things happen in their life because we love them. We care for them. But we should not keep crying for years and years. And we should not encourage them to keep crying for years and years either. We should encourage them to have faith and joy so that God can get involved in their life and God can bring the breakthroughs and the victory to their life. We should not keep crying and blame God and complain against God and think that God will not help. No, no, no. We should say, God, you're going to help. Everything going to turn around. You are our victory. You are our way maker. And we believe victory will come. Have faith. Speak the word of faith. Amen. Instead of being depressed, we want to have joy. Instead of being so down, we should be lifted up by the word of faith. Therefore, help people around you who get into trouble. Help them to have joy so that they can get out of depression. Help them to have faith so that they can get out of hurt, get out of anger, bitterness, negative thinking, self-pity, grief, and pain. We want them to have victory and move on with their life. Amen? You're going to do that? How many people are going to do that? That you're going to help other people to have faith? Amen? Encourage one another all the time in your home. This is the reason why when Jesus met people who came to him for help, for miracle, he always said this, be of good cheer. He wanted to encourage them first, hey, have faith. God can perform miracles for you. Nothing is impossible with God. Be of good cheer. Matthew chapter 9, verse 22. But Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer. Daughter, your faith had made you well. Mark chapter 10, verse 49. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise. He is calling you. Turn to each other and say, Be of good cheer. Cheer up. Look 
chapter 8 verse 48 and he said to her daughter be of good cheer your faith has made you well go in peace matthew chapter 9 verse 2 then behold they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed when jesus saw their faith everyone say faith he said to the paralytic son be of good cheer your sins are forgiven you imagine a man who has been paralyzed for years and the doctor told him this is an incurable disease you live with this terrible condition for the most of your life laying in the bed came in and jesus looked at him and smiled be of good cheer wow He should not be cheerful at all. He was sick. He could not walk. And then next sentence he say, "Be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you." What does it mean? It means that he want to encourage that paralytic man to have faith that his sins are forgiven by God. You need to understand this truth. When you get one light, and you really receive that light. And faith in it, it will help you to get to the next light, and next light. That's why the Bible talk about precept upon precept, grace upon grace. When you know the truth of God and you say yes, I believe, then you can go to the next one, higher. God's salvation includes all kinds of provision for us. Life in heaven. Healing, deliverance, victory, prosperity. So you receive one light; it can lead you to the next step, next light. This man believed. Oh, my sins are forgiven. Okay, I believe God can do it. Boom, he got healed. He has faith, and God healed him. He got up and walked. My brother, sister, it's our choice. When we face dark situation. And we keep talking about it, and meditate on it, and discuss about it. It can go darker. Situation can get darker and darker. But if we stop talking about the problems, and begin to praise God, and talk about how powerful God is, and we are thankful for what He has done, we thankful for His forgiveness. We thankful that this morning we could eat breakfast. We thankful that we still have finger to use. We thankful that we have friends in the church. We thankful that we live in America, not in Afghanistan right now. We thankful that we have a legs to walk. We keep being thankful and focus on the right thing, focus on the blessing. What happened? The darkness gonna be gone, and the light will come, and we're gonna have joy, peace, strength, and faith, and we're gonna have faith that God can get involved and help us in our business and in our affairs. If you want to see victory, if you want to see miracles, you need to walk by faith. And when you have faith, you have joy, and you have strength. To go through the hardships with victory, Matthew 14:26 to 27, 
And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, "It is a ghost," and they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, "Hey, guy, what are you doing?" He said, "Right? Why are you so scared?" No. What did Jesus say? Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. John sixteen thirty three. This should be our habit when we see people. Hi. Be happy and smile. Is that right? Be happy and smile. John sixteen thirty three. This thing I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer; I have overcome the world. Wow! Jesus will live in you. If you are a born again Christian, Jesus lives on the inside of you. He has overcome the sickness, the disease, the problem, the poverty, sin, the work of the devil, any bad problems in the world. He has overcome, and He is in you. So, should we be of good cheer? That the victorious one live on the inside of us. We don't need to fear. We have victory. Amen. He said, "Be of good cheer." Sometimes the Holy Spirit will speak to us when we get down and depressed. The Holy Spirit will speak to us. This happened to me all the time. When I start to get depressed, the Holy Spirit spoke to me to cheer me up. But sometimes the Holy Spirit can speak through you to somebody to cheer that person up, and if that person doesn't listen to you, the Holy Spirit can use another person to cheer you that person up again. He wants to cheer people up. He's that kind of God, the God who wants to cheer people up. I remember when I started the church in 1988, the first year, I faced so many obstacles, and I was so discouraged because I was a Young believer, I was a new pastor. I did not have enough experience. I did not have much faith like today. I remember I walked in Harborview Hospital on the fifth floor, and I looked so sad, so depressed. And a nurse came to me. Her name is Mary Jo. She is a Christian nurse. She was not in my church yet at that time. She walked to me. Doctor Lau, what's going on with you? Why you look so sad? I told her that I face problem in my church, and Jesus say three sentences. That's it. Oh, Doctor Lau, don't worry. God is with you. Everything gonna be fine. Wow. Yes, it's real. Yes, God is with me. Why I'm depressed? Yes, I gotta run the race. I gotta build the church. Just three words, three sentences from Mary Jo, and a few weeks later, she showed up in the church, and she never left since then. She's still with us to today. Thirty-three years have gone by. She's still with us, Mary, Sister Mary Jo, the nurse at Harborview Hospital. God, Holy Spirit, spoke through Mary Jo to encourage the pastor. My brother and sister, when we see each other in the church, we should be encouragers. We see each other. Hi, how are you doing? You look great today. Wow! I'm so glad to see you today. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you, to be an encourager. You stay in faith all the time. You have faith. You have joy all the time. Everywhere you go, your face shines. 
the rays of God's love and God's power, and people look at your face, wow, you are the rare sunshine. You look so good. Your eyes have the flame of faith and joy. Wow, your countenance so good because you are so full of peace and joy and faith. Amen? Christians should not walk around like, Hi, how are you? Is your life going well? Oh, sorry. Should we be like that? Can I see your face smile now? Some of you look so worried. Huh? Because of the mask? Okay, you blame the mask? Okay. <laughs> Change the personality. Be joyful. Be full of the ray of God's light. Amen? Have faith. Everything going to go well. Don't worry. Have faith in God. Amen? <laughs> so we should be encouragers. We should be joy helpers and flame fanners. Then you see people. You fan the flame inside them. You don't quench the flame. You make people have more faith. That's why the Bible warns us in Matthew chapter 18. This is serious. If you live a life that always put people down, discourage people, make people stumble and lose faith, look at what Jesus said. This is a serious issue. Opposite. Matthew 18, 6-7, But whoever causes one of these little ones, these little ones do not mean that they are only children, that means spiritually young Christians who believe in me to sin. Sin including have doubt and depression. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Oh, serious. Woe to the world because of offenses. For offenses must come, but woe to that man by whom the offense comes. Jesus said that, don't be that man. That every time you talk to people, he just, oh, I'm so discouraged. We should be encouraged. Hey, good to see you today. Sometimes people walk into the church half an hour late. The service starts at 10. They walk in 10.30. And I have two choices. He is late. But God warned me, no, 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 don't think that way. You are discourager now. You should say, oh, thank God he is not in the bed at home. He's here. Even though he's late, but he's here. Thank God. Oh, I'm so glad to see you. Praise God. God bless you. Is that right? We should be an encourager, not the discourager. Amen? Don't offend anyone. Don't be people who put reins on somebody's parrot. They were walking, have fun, and then suddenly rain came. and Oh, we have to stop this parrot now. We should be the encourager. We should not be the negative soul. That always say bad things. Oh, it's not going to work out for you. You have to learn how to live with this. You're going to fail. Things will not go well with you. This is your lot in life. You're going to be like this forever. No, encourage. 
Victory. You can be fine. God gonna heal you. God gonna give you a new job. God gonna bless you. Amen. Be an encourager. Matthew 12, 20. Look at the character of Jesus Christ. This verse describes our Lord Jesus Christ, which comes from the book of Isaiah 42, verse 3. Matthew 12, 20. A bruised reed he will not break, and smoking flax he will not quench. In Amplified Bible, a bruised reed he will not break, a smoldering Dimly burning wick, he will not quench. This comes from Isaiah 42, verse 3. Our Lord Jesus Christ, when he sees you, that you are down, hurt, discouraged, depressed, he will not come and step on you and break you and make you even worse. No, he is the encourager. He wants to build you up. He wants to give life to you, give you hope, faith, joy, and victory. He is that kind of God. He's not a God who condemns people, judges people, criticizes people, look down on people, put people down, and make people feel bad. He is the God of love and mercy. Look at James chapter 1, verse 5. The Bible says, If any one of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who will blame you that you are a dumb man? You don't know anything. Get out of here. Is that right? No. Let him ask of God, who give to all liberally, mean generously, and without Reproach, which means without blaming and condemning, it will be given to him. When you need help from God and say, God, help me, he will not look at you and say, huh, you're a bad guy. I'm not going to help you. No, he will never condemn you. He will help you. He's the good God. Should we treat each other that way? that we will not hurt anybody. We will not judge and condemn anybody. We will not look down on anybody. Put somebody down. My brother and sister, this is so important. I believe that many young people in this generation in America have walked away from the church and they don't want to do anything with the church anymore. You know why? Because parents went home and criticize pastor, criticize youth leaders, talk bad about the church. The carpet is not clean enough. The chair is not good enough. Well, the worship leader is not that anointed. And they complain and talk negative in front of their children. When their children are seven years old, that's okay. But when they grow up to be 18, bye-bye. I don't want to come to church anymore because I heard all the critical words and judgmental words from my daddy and my mommy about the church and about my pastor all the time. Bye-bye, get out of here. My brother and sister, talk positive. Don't judge anybody. If appreciate people's good qualities. No one is perfect. You are not perfect either. Do you know everything? No. Are you perfect? No. Why do you criticize people? Why do you judge people? If you live like that, 
Believe me, the darkness is going to come into your house and things are going to go downhill. Speak positive. Encourage one another. When you see each other in the church on Sunday, Hi, how are you? So good to see you. God bless you. Amen. Don't look at the cloth. Oh, today his shoe doesn't fit with his cloth. Oh, he's not good. Oh, wow, his hair, he didn't comb his hair today. Look bad. Don't do that. Help people to have faith. Help people to get on the right side if they sit on the fence for a long time. Amen? Be a joy helper. Be the flame fanner. Be the encourager. And while you're doing that, you yourself build your faith. And when people see you, they see confidence in God in your eyes. They see the faith in your body language. They can feel the faith in your voice when you speak. They will see that you are such a man and a woman of faith. Everywhere you go, you are the joy builder, promoter, and helper. You do that with your children, with your spouse, with your family, with your church friends, with your co-workers. Everywhere you go, you are an encourager. I remember when I first moved to America the first year, and when I was not the chief resident, every bed that we walked to, the hospital bed in the ICU, everyone looked so sad. Oh, this patient is going to die. Oh, this patient is paralyzed right now. Everyone's so sad. But one day I become a leader. I walk in front of all the nurse and doctor, follow me because I'm the leader now. Oh, this patient is going to do well. Oh, he's going to get healed. And everyone smile because I encourage all the doctors and nurses around me to see the positive thing that good things going to happen. You see, you need to be an encourager. I like this scripture. This scripture is very powerful. Philippians chapter 1, 21 to 26. The Bible says, For to me, how many people want to live a long life? How many people want to die soon? Okay, you want to live a long life? Look at what Paul said. Philippians chapter 1, 21 to 26. For to me, to live is Christ, means to live is to live for Christ. And to die is gain. One day when I die, don't say to, to Pastor Da that, sorry for your loss. The word loss should be out from Christian vocabulary because we don't have a loss when a Christian dies. Actually, when a Christian dies, he gains. He's going to get to a better place. No sickness and disease, no doctors, no surgery up there. It's not a loss. It's a gain to die. Okay? Heaven is real. And heaven is a nicer place than here. No mass anymore. No COVID-19. No devil, no death up there. But if I live on in this flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor. I can see that Paul say, if I live this life, I want to be fruitful. I want to have fruit in my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I cannot tell. He torn between living and going to be with Jesus. For I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ in heaven, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. And being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you. In other words, you will not die. All for your 
progress and joy of faith. Everyone say joy of faith. That you, your rejoicing for me may be more abundant in Jesus Christ by my coming to you again. One of the secrets of living a long life is I want to labor for the kingdom of God. And I'm going to be a joy helper. I'm going to be an encourager. When you meet me, you're going to have more joy. When people come around me, they're going to have stronger faith. They're going to progress. I'm a joy helper. So when God looked from heaven down to me, wow, I don't want to lose this guy. I'm going to keep him on the earth for a long time because people need him. People need him because he's a joy helper. Everywhere he goes, Paul tried to say that, hey, you think you have enough joy and faith? Let's see when I show up in your church. Oh, you're going to be amazed because your joy is going to go up to the next level. Your faith is going to go up to the next level because you are just an encourager to me. My brother and sister, should we live like that? Encourage your wife. Encourage your husband. Wow, I'm so proud of you. You take me to church today. Wow, you work so hard. I'm so thankful for marrying you. Encourage your children. I'm proud of you. You go to church every Sunday. Encourage one another. Bless one another. Amen? Let people see the light in you and you encourage them. You plan to stay longer on this planet Earth? If you want to stay longer, be the faith helper and the joy promoter. Don't put people down. Everywhere you go, people will get Encouraged by your life and your words and your actions. At this point, you will say, Pastor Lau, I am not Paul. But Paul said to you, follow me as I follow Christ. My brother and sister, so many people in the world come into contact with you that I will never meet in my life. I'm not there for them. They never come to this church. I will never meet them, but you are there for them. And God sent them to you that you can encourage them to have more faith, more hope, more peace, more joy. God put you there that you can encourage them. So don't give excuses. God has a territory for you. God has the circle of influence for you that you can encourage people that no one else can encourage. Be an encourager. At the same time, I'm going to end this sermon now. At the same time, you yourself stay around encouragers. Stay around leaders of your church who have faith. Not discourager. Build your faith. Listen to sermon. I produce thousands of sermons in YouTube so that you can listen to build your faith, to understand the way of God. I work so hard, I tell you, to produce so many teachings. I'm producing the series called The Doctrine of the Last Thing about Eschatology or the End Time, to teach you about the second coming of Jesus Christ, what can happen when Jesus comes back, all these things. Please get the benefit from the teaching to build your own faith so that you can help other people. Amen? 
the Holy Spirit is the greatest helper. Be the conduit or the vessel of the Holy Spirit to help other people to have faith and joy. Yield to the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit use you to be joy helper, flame fanner, faith encourager, and promoter. All the days of your life. Amen. Every time you see people, encourage them. Don't put them down. Don't discourage people. Don't criticize. Judge. And practice in your house this way too. In front of your children. And your children will love God. Amen. Let me read last scripture to show you that if we keep having the thankful attitude, meditating on the things that God has done for us, we're going to keep ourselves in faith, strength, and joy all the days of our life. Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5. This is the last scripture I want to read. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Think about it. Benefits. Thank God. He led me to America. He gave me a good job at University of Washington. He gave me a good job in Bellevue to be a neurosurgeon there. Thank God, when I was 15 years old, I met a godly woman named Da. And we became girlfriend, boyfriend. And she shows me, even though I'm not, I was not good looking, I had a lot of pimple on my face. So many rich men chase after her, but she shows a man with pimple on the face like me. Thank God for all of your benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. Thank God for all the cooks in New Hope International Church. We have good food here. This morning, we have bubble tea and that, huh? Busubi. Busubi. I don't know how to call. Okay. <laughs> Thank God for all the good food. You satisfy my mouth with good things so that when you thank God, you meditate on the goodness of God, on the benefits that God gives to you. You are full of faith. You really focus on the good things of God. Your faith rise up. You are full of joy. You are full of strength. You are not sick anymore. Then the outcome is so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. You're going to look younger than age. You're going to be healthy all the time. Amen? Even though you turn 60, you still look like 40. Because you're so renewed by faith, by joy, by hope, by strength of God. Amen? This is why I believe this teaching is so important to all of you. Walk by faith. Have the joy of the Lord in your heart. Be the joy helper, promoter, and flame fanner. How many people say, from now on, Everywhere I go, in my house, at the office, in the church, on Sunday, I'm going to be an encourager. How many people say, I'm going to smile more? 
I'm gonna let the light of God shine through my eyes and through my face more. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Many of us come from the culture that very serious, serious to everybody. You don't know enough Bible, child, son. You don't study good enough. You must be better. Instead of encouraging, you're condemning, you're attacking. It's not helpful. Encourage instead of attacking. I came from that culture. In fact, the culture of judging, condemning, criticizing, gossiping, and finding faults all the time. I grew up that way. Thank God I came to know Jesus, and He changed me. Now I don't want to fight fault with anybody. I want to just see good things of people, and encourage them, and build them up, build their faith up. Amen. Let us have the culture of heaven, the culture of encouragement. Thank you, Lord, Father. Thank you so much for teaching us this lesson, Lord. Lord, we're gonna take off the worldly culture, the culture of judging, criticizing, condemning, gossiping, putting people down, looking down on people, Lord. We're going to have a new heart, new garments, new clothes on our life. And we're going to be encouragers, promoters of joy and faith. We're going to have the new spiritual eyes to see the good things of people and encourage them, build people up. Lord, we're going to use the spiritual fan to make the flame of people go higher and higher, Lord. Lord, let this be the culture of this house. This house will not be a religious house, but will be heavenly house with the heavenly culture, Lord. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. If you are not a believer, you are not a born-again Christian, I would like to really invite you to become a child of the living God. My brothers and sisters, I want to tell you, you did not come from monkey. Monkey never make a stake, never make any hairstyle. Monkey only throw their bodies on the tree. All these thousands of years, they never make a car an airplane or a smartphone. We were created by God. God gave us creative thinking and we were able to build airplane, smartphone. We can perform surgery. Monkey never performed brain surgery. We did not come from monkey. We were created in the image of God. Turn back to God. Return to God. He is your creator. He is your father. You will not be happy and fulfilled until you are reconciled to your creator. Money will not give you true peace. Job will not give you true peace. Your relationship with your creator will give you true peace. Give your life to Jesus. He sent Jesus Christ, his son, into the world 2,000 years ago. He died for our sin. And he proved that he is God. Jesus proved, okay, I'm a doctor. 
I will not make diagnosis without evidences or proof. I need to have the proof before I perform surgery. This is why we have X-ray, CAT scan, MRI to prove the problem. He proved that he is God because before he showed up in the world, there were 330 prophecies about him in the Old Testament. And all those 300 plus prophecies became fulfilled. He proved that he is God because after he died and buried in the tomb, he was raised from the dead on the third day. In the medical field, there's no way a man who died three days is going to come back to life. Only seven minutes done. If you die after seven minutes, heart pumping will not work anymore. Three days, he came back to life. More than 500 people saw Jesus with their eyes. He performed miracles. He taught great teaching principles. And he claimed, I am God. Believe in me and you shall have eternal life. I would like to encourage all of you to give your life to Jesus. If you want to do that, why don't you talk to God right now? I'm going to lead you to talk to God. One sentence at a time. Father in heaven, I know Lord. I did not come from monkey. I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. Thank you, Lord, for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross, to shed his blood for me. My sins are forgiven. Lord Jesus, you were raised from the dead on the third day. Come into my life, Lord. You are the living God. You are not the dead God. I repent of my sin and I will follow you all the days of my life. Give me more faith. Help me to experience your power, your love, and your goodness, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.